Hello, everyone, and welcome back into the TNT Podcast. I'm your host, Ted. And I'm Tim. And today, I'm going to be going over the midway point of the NFL season. That is the point where, obviously, if you guys have been listening for a while, I do not watch much football. Enjoy, guys. All right. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate it. All right. So, to kick things off. So, the overview of the 2020 NFL season so far through the midway point. I have to say, it's been very interesting, as it's been a lot different this year. Obviously, it's 2020, so everything's totally different. So, with in regards to COVID protocols, I feel like the NFL has done a pretty good job considering the fact that, you know, COVID's just been rampant in all of sports, and it's canceled a few games. I think it's canceled about, you know, two or three games uh, so far, the Titans and Steelers game got pushed back as well as the Broncos and Patriots game. And so it's, it's fixed up some people's schedules and it's been, you know, pretty smooth for the most part. So through that, I have to say in regards to teams wise of handling COVID, a lot of the teams have done a really good job. Uh, I know the Titans, the Tennessee Titans had an outbreak uh, earlier in the season, but since then there hasn't been a big major outbreak as a lot of the teams have done, you know, contact tracing and all that. And if one of the players tests positive, then these guys have to quarantine and all, all throughout the whole nine yards. So next thing on the list is, you know, I'm going to discuss about what teams have been good, what teams have been bad and teams that have been really surprising so far. So, what teams have been good and surprising at the same time? It pains me to say this, but the Pittsburgh Steelers have been just phenomenal this year. And it hurts me to say that because I'm a Raven fan, as many of you know. Uh, the Steelers are the biggest rival to the Baltimore Ravens. And pains me to say that, but they've been just superb this year. Ravens and, you know, some others as well. Unfortunately, you know, well, fortunately... Uh, Big Ben has come back and played with vengeance. Uh, he was injured last year. He messed up his elbow in week two against the Seahawks, and he's just been lights out. The offense has been great. Uh, kudos to Juju Smith-Schuster and Chase Claypool, you know, for them playing really well. Also, that defense is back to its old Steeler ways uh, with T.J. Watt, Bud Dupree, Mika Fitzpatrick, and... De- you know, uh, actually, no, not Devin Bush. He's out for the year, but everybody else on that on that defense is just fantastic. And so, I'm going to go to another team that has been obviously been good. I mean, not surprising, but the Kansas City Chiefs are, have been superb. Obviously, of course, they got Mr. Patrick Mahomes, who's been lights out this year. As they've been, they're eight and one. They lost. The only loss was to the Raiders. Derek Carr had a wonderful game that day for the Raiders, so everything was clicking for them that day. But besides that loss, Mahomes has just been ridiculous. He's probably going to win MVP again because, you know, Russell Wilson was struggling these past couple weeks. Uh, hopefully he can pick it up next week, but we'll see how it goes. So uh, obviously recording this on November 17th. So this was after Russell Wilson's performance against the Rams, which he wasn't looking so great. Uh, and he hasn't really been looking so great the past couple weeks, but hopefully he can bounce back against the Cardinals. Uh, which I think he will. He had a good game against them not uh, a couple weeks back. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, next team on the list that has been kind of surprising to me is actually Buffalo. Buffalo has been playing really well. Josh Allen has been lights out. He was an MVP candidate. I think he still is. Uh, he was, you know, Stephon 
has helped him so much. That trade with uh, Minnesota has really proved wonders for that team. And they've been clicking on all cylinders. The defense has looked pretty good. Uh, you know, that Hail Mary that Kyle Murray threw against them was unbelievable. Watching that live was just ridiculous. I mean, probably you guys that watched the game had the same reaction as me. I, my jaw just dropped and I was just absolutely speechless about the whole thing. So, man, was that something to watch live. Wow. Also, have been also really what's surprising me this year is also the Raiders. The Raiders are six and three right now. Derek Carr has had has having a very good season, even though it hasn't really been talked about. Obviously, they have a really good running game in Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs has been really good this year. I think he's top five in rushing, which you know that helps a lot to have a good running game. And the defense has, has kept it up for the most part. Last year, their defense wasn't that great. And they just kind of struggled on that side of the ball. Max Crosby has been been doing really well. And they just had, you know, with that couple years without Cleo Mack, they were struggling for a bit. But they seem to regain their ground, which is good. It's a good thing. Also, too, what's really surprising to me is how good the Miami Dolphins have been as of late. Tua Tagovailoa has been unbelievable in his first three starts. He's been throwing dimes. He's been... Superb. And also that Miami defense. That Miami defense has come alive for the past couple of weeks. You know, the the coach, Brian Flores, has been really, really good. I mean, he's a defensive-minded coach, and he's got the right pieces, right personnel to do what he can. And they've just been stepping up as of late. And it's good to see because the Dolphins have been were struggling the past couple of years. And from bad quarterback play to just not good personnel. But they've rebounded. They tanked for Tua, and it worked out well for them so far. One, you now they were one and three and they won the last like five. I think they won five straight. So they've been clicking on all cylinders on both sides of the ball, which has proved wonders. Also, obviously you have obviously live in New Jersey. So the Jets and Giants fans that are listening right now, well, the Jets, obviously <laughs> they're Owen, Owen nine might be Owen 10 by the time this records and comes out. But uh, they just, uh, it's just a shame. It's just a shame the way they're run. And Adam Gase, I hope, gets out and gets fired. I really hope so. Because, you know, I feel bad for Jets fans because they've been through so much these past this past decade. They haven't been in the playoffs in like 10 years and, you know, since Mark Sanchez days. And just hasn't had nothing to cheer for, really. So, you know, they traded away some pieces and... Maybe they'll tank for Trevor Lawrence. It depends if he wants to play for the Jets. Who knows? That's still up in the air, but maybe he will. But hopefully the Jets will win a game. Maybe they'll go one and fifteen. Maybe they'll go two and fourteen. Hopefully they'll win at least two games just to be, you know, not be into that conversation of uh, you know, the two thousand seventeen or was it two thousand twenty sixteen Cleveland Browns and the nineteen seventy six Buccaneers and the twenty thousand and Eight Lions. So hopefully that won't happen. As for the Giants, I think they'll do okay. I mean, they're still second place in the division. They still have a chance to win the division. So I, so Giants fans do not, do not count them out just yet because they might be able to pull it off. You just never know because with the inconsistent play of Carson Wentz and the Eagles, you just never know. And that's what's actually re- what's really disappointing to me is Carson Wentz. I really like Carson Wentz. I think he's a really good quarterback. And obviously that team is more fragile 
you know, if you throw glass on the ground, that's pretty much that whole team. They get injured so, so much. I, you know, I feel bad for Carson Wentz because I think he's a good quarterback. It's just right now, this year, I think he's just struggling. He's struggling and, you know, a lot of pressure on him because obviously you got a young rookie and Jalen Hurts behind him that's hungry and wants to start. So I don't know. You know, I don't know if, you know, Carson Wentz's time is limited in Philly or his time is running up, but hopefully he can step up and, you know, perform. Obviously, that Philly defensive line is very talented with Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett. They're just very, very, very talented, and hopefully they can click and maybe they can win the division. Because obviously Dallas is probably not going to win the division because obviously they've been doing a quarterback carousel since Dak Prescott got hurt, which that was really unfortunate to see that. And a lot. And he's a great quarterback. He should be top five. I know a lot of people are going to be really arguing about that. So I think Dak Prescott is a top five quarterback, and that's that. And I think the impact that he has made on that team actually shows because ever since then they have not performed well at all. And it just proves that Zeke is not Batman and Dak was Robin. So you got to switch that up because Dak was Batman and Zeke is Robin. So just saying that because a lot of people hate on Dak. And honestly, as I watched him this season, I'm like, man, you can't hate on him. He's just pretty darn good. And he has, you know, his wide receivers are great. You have CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper. He's just had so many targets to throw to. And that really helped him. And he was just lights out. So in regards to, and staying in the division, I'm going to go talk about the Washington football team. Now, obviously they were known as the Redskins before the season. And obviously they changed it this year to the Washington football team. And they just haven't been performing that well. So as well, since Dwayne Haskins was playing poorly, then they went to Kyle Allen. Then the miraculous story of Alex Smith came into fruition. He came back playing. Now he's starting again, which was, you know, Last last week against the Lions was his first start in two years, which was amazing to watch. And he played really, really well, considering the fact of what he who he's you know has around him. The offensive line play has been bad for them, and you know they haven't really been protecting him as they should, which they should protect him more because obviously the man has had seventeen surgeries to his knee. Which, you know, obviously could have been life-threatening and career-ending, but he pushed through and came back with fruition. And he should obviously win the Comeback Player of the Year because of how much he's gone through. Obviously, Big Ben Roethlisberger should be in the conversation, but Alex Smith, I think, should be unanimous about that. Because that's just insane what he had to go through to come back. And if you guys want to read up on the story, definitely read up on it. It is just insane how much this man has gone through. So definitely take a read up on that. Also next... Uh, a really a team that also has been really surprising to me is honestly our ability is unreal. He, he just he just runs so fast, so fast uh, on TV. He's probably so fast in person too. And DeAndre Hopkins has been proven wonders for them. They just have been so different with him in the offense. He makes such a great impact. And that play in Buffalo uh, against Buffalo last week really proved it as he jumped over three people to catch the ball on that hail mary. So that team has looked really, really solid. And I just um, can't wait to see what unfolds for them because that division is tough. Three teams are six and three in that division. The Rams, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks. You know, that, that division is going to be fun to watch. And, and we'll see what happens on uh, with, with that game um, coming up with the Cardinals and uh, the 
Seahawks Thursday night. So we'll see how that goes. That could be for first place. You never know because it'll be the second time they meet. Uh, the Rams, you know, they've been on and off this year. I feel like they're kind of quiet team. They're a good team. Obviously, you got, you know, Jared Goff and Aaron Donald and you, know, you have your good running backs and Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown, Cam Akers. They got a good running back rotation, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Tyler Higby. You know, they got a good solid team and I think they'll, they're performing really well. I think they'll probably get 10 wins of the season. So they'll, they'll I think they'll be in playoff contention for sure. Also, we're going to go to the Green Bay Packers. Now, the Packers have been kind of inconsistent all year. They've been, you know, they still have a good record. I think they're 7-2, and I believe, which they are, right? Yes, they are 7-2. and So, um, they've been kind of on and off this year. They had some bad losses with Minnesota, which Dalvin Cook has been lights out, which I'll get to him in just a moment. So, with, with Green Bay... Green Bay has been, you know, on and off this year. They had a really bad loss against Tampa Bay and a bad loss against uh, Minnesota. But on the other hand, you know, they've been performing pretty well against other teams. I mean, they destroyed the Niners in that other game. They Aaron Rodgers has looked pretty darn good all year. Devontae Adams has been spectacular. So, you know, I think it's they'll they'll click. It's just it depends on whether you know Aaron Rodgers is on or Aaron Rodgers is off. And the defense has been a little little sus. Um, this year, but uh, hopefully they got Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith and Jair Alexander back there. So I think they'll do okay. They'll obviously be be win the division and see, you know, hopefully maybe a number one seed. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, I think New Orleans might might get it, but depends on Drew Brees' health because you know he got injured against um who they play. They played against. The Niners, yeah, the Niners, they injured Breeze and Jameis Winston had to come in. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see how it fares out with Jameis. So possibly the Packers might get the number one seed, which it's looking likely, but we'll see how it goes because there's a long season ahead. But Dalvin Cook, man, oh man, has he, he been spectacular. You know, the past couple games, he ran over like 500 yards, 500 yards of, of just on the ground alone. It's just crazy how much he's done. Obviously, last week against the Bears, he had 30 attempts for 96 yards. Obviously, you're playing against a really, really good Bears defensive line, Akeem Hicks and, and Khalil Mack and others. And, you know, you got – that's a tough defense to run against. So, that's still just to perform well against them. That it's That's a pretty good task, a pretty good uh, accomplishment. Uh, also, the Lions – They've been on and off. I think Matthew Stafford has carried them a good amount. And obviously they're prone to blowing leads. And they almost blew that lead against the, against the Washington football team. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, they just, they just, they're like the Atlanta Falcons, which I'll get to them. And it's just, I don't know. They're just not, they just need that defense to step up. And hopefully Matt Patricia will get something there. So Lions fans, I know you're prone to disappointment. Hopefully they can turn it up at the end of the season, but depends on how the defense plays. Cause Matt Stafford is a pretty underrated quarterback. He's been underrated throughout his whole career. And I just hope that they get something. You guys, something to cheer for. Seriously. Um, now I'm going to get to the Chicago bears. Now with the bears, their offense is just, uh, if it weren't for Allen Robinson, I don't know what I would, <laughs> would say about it. I mean, Nick Foles, as much as I like Nick Foles, I, I just, it just pains me to watch that offense. It's just very boring. It's just not much to it. Um, besides Allen Robinson, who's a severely underrated receiver. I mean, look at the quarterbacks he's had to deal with throwing the ball. Blake Bortles, 
and probably all the other Jacksonville backups that we have no idea, no idea what the names are. Uh, Nick Foles, Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, like if you give him an elite quarterback, he'll probably have a wonderful season. So we'll see how that fares out. And you know, you never know, never know if he gets traded to the Ravens or traded to somewhere like that has an elite quarterback. Who knows? He might just go off and be the receiver that he is. And he is a top 10, top 15 receiver, obviously. So see how he fares out. Cause he might, he asked to leave Chicago. So we'll see how that fares out with them. They might leave later in the season or in the off season or, you know, being free agency. So who knows? Who knows what will happen there? Now I'm going to take, take it down to the NFC South. Obviously, we just talked about the Saints. The Saints obviously are going to be without, possibly without Drew Brees because of that injury that he suffered uh, the first half against the Niners. And we'll see how that fares out. I don't know how long he'll be out for, but it might be Jameis Winston's team moving forward for a little bit, which honestly, it could be a career renaissance for him because obviously in Tampa Bay, he was there for a while and a couple of years and he was really underperforming and he would make silly mistakes and, um, you know, last year he had 30 touchdowns to 30 interceptions. You know, it's not, that's not going to get it done. You know, 30 interceptions. That's a lot of picks. You know, a lot of, it was either 50, 50, he would be great one game. And then he would just throw like five picks the next game. So it was just very inconsistent play. And hopefully Sean Payton can groom him and he has a great coach. So hopefully he can, they can groom him for that, for that position. Next up is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, Tom Brady and that team has been really, really well against every other team in the league besides the New Orleans Saints. They've been lights out. They just, they just destroyed Carolina uh, last week, and they they just were clicking on all cylinders. But for some reason, against the New Orleans Saints, they just look like they're lost. You know, they just... I mean, Tom Brady's worst performance in his career came against them, and they just looked, you know, shell-shocked. Tom Brady didn't know what to do. I mean, that offense was just nothing was going, and the defense just was letting so much up because Taysom Hill was Taysom Hill was doing a great job. And obviously, people that that don't know Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill literally plays like every single position on the field. Uh, he's not. He's like like the Mister Do It All. Like he'll play quarterback, he'll play running back, he'll play wide receiver, he'll play tight end. He's on special teams. Like it just does everything. <laughs> so if you ask him, you know what position you play, he'll probably just go, "Yeah, I play every position." <laughs> so. Uh, it's cool to watch Taysom Hill play. I mean, obviously the Saints have always been good. So, you know, nothing's really been surprising there. They've just been clicking on all cylinders and so on and so forth. So have the Bucks. And obviously I'm going to get to the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> so the Atlanta Falcons have blown a couple leads this season against the Cowboys, against the Lions. And they just, they, that's just they're, what they're known for is just blowing leads. And, uh, I feel bad for Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan's a great quarterback and he's not the problem. And obviously you got Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and Hayden Hurst is a very good underrated tight end. Obviously a former Raven, of course, uh, very underrated. Uh, so the defense, obviously they just, they just got to work on and keep that core going. Deion Jones is a great linebacker. Grady Jarrett's one of the top five defensive tackle in the league. So hopefully they can build up on that team and uh, see where it fares out. So next up is Carolina. Now, the Teddy Bridgewater story is just phenomenal. I mean, to come back after a severe torn ACL injury in 2017, 
to getting his opportunity. I think he went like 5-0 and for the Saints last year as the backup to Drew Brees because Drew Brees got hurt. And now he's starting in Carolina. And he's, you know, he's done a good job. It's not like he hasn't. It's just a uh, not-so-good Carolina team. But Robbie Anderson has been superb. He's been really, really doing wonders for them. Very underrated wide receiver right now. DJ Moore has been really good for them as well. Uh, just right now, I feel like they're just missing some things on defense, but the, as, you know, they'll get a good draft position, so we'll see how it goes down the line. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey's been hurt this year, so hopefully he'll get to good health and come back stronger later in the season and next year. Now I'm going to take, take it over to the AFC. Uh, I know we just touched upon the Bills and Dolphins and the Chiefs and Raiders. Now, and Steelers as well. Now we're going to go to the Browns. Now, another team, rival team, of course, to the Ravens. Um, the Browns have actually played pretty well this year, despite Baker Mayfield's inconsistencies. But the Browns' defense is pretty darn good. Miles Garrett, Defensive of the Year candidate. He's been superb all year. Uh, I think he has nine and a half sacks or something like that. He's, he's going to hit double-digit sacks in no time. So he's been just lights out all season long. So nothing there surprising because he's just that good. The offense, obviously, Odell Beckham Jr. is out for the year with the 20 ACL. So a lot of other pieces like Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, uh, Richard Higgins, Donovan Peoples-Jones have been, you know, doing their part. Uh, Mayfield's obviously been inconsistent, but they've been carrying that team on carrying that team. Defense has been doing really well. They obviously beat Houston. They held Houston, I believe, to like 10 points or something like that. Or no, actually no, 7 points. It was like 10-7 or something like that. But um, yeah, so they played really darn pretty pretty well in that game. Obviously, weather was a playing a factor, of course. Now I'm going to go to the Bengals. Now, Joe Burrow has been playing pretty darn well, considering the fact of poor offensive line play. The, I just... I'm surprised he's still standing up. The dude is tough, man, because dealing with an offensive line like that, I'm surprised he hasn't gotten knocked out for the year because they they just don't block for him. And it's just unfortunate because he's a really, really good quarterback and uh, he's going to be good for years to come. It's just right now the personnel on the offensive line is just not that great. Uh, the the guards, uh, it's just interior is really not that great. It's just they just they just needs help. I mean, Obviously, wide receivers-wise, T. Higgins is going to be a stud. You have Tyler Boyd, A.J. Green. I don't know if he's going to stay or he's going to go. But obviously, he's got targets, of course. But it depends on the offensive line because every everything is won in the trenches. So we'll see how that goes. And obviously, he has Joe Mix in the backfield, but obviously, he's been injured this season. So hopefully, he'll come back soon for the Bengals. Uh, so you know, they're doing pretty well. They just need a little help, more help on the defense, I think, as well. Uh, Geno Atkins is getting up there in age, but he's, you know, playing pretty well. Obviously, he was out for a little bit this year, but he's, he's back now. So we'll see see how it goes with them. Uh, I know right now they're 2-6-1, but uh, it's progress from last year. That's for sure. So next, I'm going to go to, let's go to the Broncos. Now, shout out to my friend for this one. Uh, my friend is a Broncos fan, and he, you know, he likes Drew Locke, but right now Drew Locke has not been playing so great. Uh, but the Broncos, I feel like they're just missing some key pieces, and I feel like they'll be they'll be a good team in years to come. But right now, Drew Locke, obviously, I think he's just not really 100%. I don't think he's uh, – I think that shoulder injury is still kind of bothering him. But I, but I think he's going to be a good quarterback in years to come. I think Broncos fans should give him a little bit more time, give him another year or two and see where, where he's at where he stands. 
Uh, defensively, obviously, Von Miller's out for the year, which that hurts a lot because he's a great, great player, uh, game-changing player. Uh, that defense, you know, uh, it's okay. Obviously, they got a 30, 30 bomb on the Raiders. The Raiders dropped like 30 points on them. But I I hope the Broncos get everything together uh, from my friend because my friend's a big Bronco fan, so hopefully they'll get stuff together for for them. Uh, Vic Fangio is a good coach, so I think they'll – get everything situated on that defensive side. Obviously, he's a defensive-minded coach, so hopefully they'll get everything together on that side of the ball. Now, next, I'm going to be talking about the LA Chargers. Uh, um, so, Justin Herbert, unbelievable, unbelievable quarterback. I think, you know, these three quarterbacks that are starting right now in regards to Tua and, and Burrow and Herbert have just been, just lights out. They've been really good. Obviously, Herbert has only one win to show for it, though, which is unfortunate because the Chargers just like the Falcons and the Lions, been blowing leads late. Obviously, that loss against the Broncos really hurt because there was one second left on the clock, and Drew Locke threw a touchdown to K.J. Hamler, and also, they had a chance to win again, win the game against the Raiders, and the guy, Herbert, threw a fade, and he came down, the receiver came down with it, and dropped it, and went through his hands. So, that one hurt. I feel like, you know, Herbert's just been playing really well it's just obviously just hasn't closed the games out which he'll be good for years to come i do believe so it should be exciting for chargers fans to know that they got a good quarterback they just need a lot more help with regards to defensive side of the ball and obviously they of course they got keenan allen and austin eckler but austin eckler's been out and they got some good running backs back there so i think they'll do well do well in years to come just right now this year they've just been a little rocky obviously with everything going on with them. Uh, luckily enough, injuries hasn't really been too key of a concern, but I think they'll get their stuff together as time goes along. They got a good young core, so obviously they're a young team, so we'll see how it fares out in the next couple years. So next up, I'm going to be talking about the Indianapolis Colts. Now, the Indianapolis Colts have been are 6-3. and three. They've been playing really well. They beat the Titans to get first place. Um, so they've been... Phillip Rivers has been, you know, on and off this year. They've been... You know, he's had some inconsistencies, but he's been pretty, pretty good. Not too bad for them. Uh, Jonathan Taylor has been okay, but Naeem Hines stepped up against Tennessee and really proved his worth on his birthday, too. So that was really cool to see. Colts defense is actually one of the best units in the league. They've been pretty, pretty spectacular. Darius Leonard is a great, great player. Hands down, one of the best linebackers in the league. And they, they just been, with him in the lineup, they've just been really, really on point. And that defense has really proved wonders against the top-ranked opponents. And, uh, you know, proved wonders against Tennessee. So And it proved wonders against the Ravens, too. I mean, they held them down for the most part until the, the second half. But they, this is a good team right there. Now, on to the Titans. Now, obviously, we all know Derrick Henry is just a manimal. Like, the man's 6'3", two, two, what, 240, 250? Like, it's just unbelievable how big this dude is. And that's a hard, hard cat to take down. So obviously for them, Derrick Henry is just unbelievable. Um, Tannehill has been okay. You know, he's, he's performed pretty well for them. I think he's just, I think he's, you know, progressed. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, obviously he's doing so much better in Tennessee than he has in through his past years in Miami for, for sure. He's also got AJ Brown. He's got Corey Davis. He's got some good John U. Smith. He's got some great targets. For, for himself and offensive line play has been good for him. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that team's going to be good for, for, for the rest of the season. They'll probably be in the playoffs. So 
you know, I think that defense is pretty, pretty good. They just, uh, the passing, passing defense has been a little iffy, but I'll, they'll probably get that down later in the season. Uh, next, what really, this is a team that's been really disappointing this season, obviously because Bill O'Brien made that ridiculous, stupid trade with Arizona to give away DeAndre Hopkins for a second round pick and a washed up running back in David Johnson. The Houston Texans. Now, Houston Texans are two and seven. It's just looking bad. They don't even have a first round pick next year. Miami has that pick and they just not been clicking. Their two wink are against Jacksonville. So really not much to be impressed about there. And it's just, I feel bad for JJ Watt. Obviously he wants to win now, but it's just not clicking. And Deshaun Watson doesn't really have the personnel around him. Will Fuller, they were about thinking about training Will Fuller and without Will Fuller, Deshaun Watson is not Deshaun Watson. So, you know, like, I don't know what that, I don't know what the Texans are doing, but I really hope they can re regroup and fix the stuff up that, that, you know, Bill O'Brien messed up. So, uh, we'll see what happens there. I think for a couple of years, I think they're not going to be as good as they were, but I hopefully Sean Watson can carry those guys and make them better than what they are. Now, next up, obviously I'm going to go into Jacksonville. Now their one win was against the Colts in week one, and they've lost seven, uh, excuse me, eight straight games. Poor quarterback play from Gardner Minshew, which I was hoping that he was going to take the next step, but unfortunately he didn't. Jake Luton has come in. Played honestly okay against the Packers. They almost won the game too. You know, that they almost did. And Keelan Cole had a hell of a game that, that, uh, last Sunday. So we'll see how it goes with them. I think they might get first round draft pick, but depends on if the Jets actually win a game. So we'll see how that fares out. Now, last but not least, we have the Ravens. Now, obviously, as, as I mentioned earlier in this episode, I'm a Raven fan and this year has been kind of rough. Even though we're 6-3, and three, we lost to the Patriots, which that loss hurt because our, defen- our defense decided, hey, let's just let them run all over us. So, obviously, the loss of Brandon Williams was a big loss because they just ran all over us. And Calais Campbell was not in there. And just injuries are just killing us right now. We lost our backup tight end for the year, and he's a fantastic blocker really impactful player and we lost him for the year. So actually we're down to one tight end, which is obviously Mark Andrews and it's just, uh, just so many injuries and obviously COVID protocol too, because we didn't have Marlon Humphrey for the Colts game. Obviously we still won the game, but still um, Lamar Jackson, honestly has actually, he's on par from what he was doing last year. It's just right now the team's just not clicking. He's actually clicking on all cylinders as a passer right now. Because the second half, he went 10 for 10. He was accurate. He threw outside the numbers. He was just pinpoint throwing dots all over the field. Now, in the Patriots game, he had, obviously, it was one bad throw. He forced it to Marquise Brown, which Marquise Brown, which I'll get into him in just a minute. Uh, he threw a pick to Jonathan Jones, and uh, and that which ended the half, which they could have got three points out of it, which could have been 13-13 at halftime. But instead... There was no points on the board. But I will say this, though. Lamar Jackson should not be blamed for that loss. That loss should be on the defense. The defense let the let the Patriots run all over him. And Lamar played well. He was also accurate in that game. And he threw yeah, 77 completion percentage. And obviously last week against Colts, he, was 82, he threw for 19 for 23, so 82%. He's just been really, really good as of late. And I'm glad he's found his click as a passer because, you know, to win games, got to throw the ball. And he's been 
pretty good. So I can have no complaints about that. It's just the things around him. And I'm going to get into Marquise Brown. He's talking about how he's open all the time and this and that. And I'm like, dude, are you really that open? Are you just, you know, BSing that? Because he hasn't made much impact at all. In fact, the more the more the person that has made the most impact as of late is actually Willie Sneed. And he's been pretty good as of late. So honestly, the Ravens just Lamar Jackson just needs targets. And it can't call from, come from Mark Andrews. Like I saw a play where Mark Andrews was like doubled or even triple teamed because they know that no one else can get open. And at one point in the game, they had nine people in coverage because that no one was open and he had to take it for himself, which obviously he still got the first day. People were in coverage because they know no one's going to get open. So, and I'm going to get into the terrible play calling this year from Greg Roman. Now, ESPN did a little thing last week with Dan Orlovsky, or I think it was, actually, no, it was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago with Dan Orlovsky that they've been very predictable. And Lamar said that in a, in, when he was talking to Rich Eisen on the Rich Eisen show on NFL Network. And he was like, oh, you know, the, the, the defense is calling out of plays, this, that, and, you know, all that stuff that was occurring. So next thing you know, he pulls up, he pulls up, you know, some plays where, you know, to provide evidence of that. So first half comes, they run this play, and then they show it again in the second half. It's the same play. So same formation, same play, same routes and all that. So that's what the problem is, is is the Ravens offense right now is so so predictable that it's just, there's nothing to it right now. And I feel like they, they need a spark. I mean, obviously Lamar Jackson is a spark, but they need more than Lamar. They need targets for him that can get open and get separation. You know, as far as I know, they were ranked one of the dead last in separation. It's, you know, it, that's just the way it is for him. And he's still making good throws either way. Obviously, everyone throws interceptions, but, and he's just been trying to get these guys open, but nothing's been working. And which obviously that comes with Greg Roman. And, you know, do I believe he should be let go after the season? Absolutely. There's nothing going. Players are calling him out. And, you know, that should be a little wake-up call. Now, also, I'm going to get into a little bit of the Patriots game. Uh, I'm also going to talk about Matt Skura, which is the Ravens center. For those that watched the game, you would know that the, the snaps that he, that Lamar was getting was not great. Now, the reason why they were not great, obviously, two reasons. Number one, obviously, the weather was pretty bad. As as the end of the game looked like a freaking hurricane was coming through. So, Lamar trying to drive down the field was by a nightmare. So... But Skura had some really bad snaps. I think he had like three or four bad snaps in that game that were really just, really were turning points. The one fourth down and one with Mark Ingram, that was a terrible play call. I don't know why you take your best player, your quarterback, out of the play and have a guy that was out for three weeks with an ankle injury, try to run through the run up the gut, and this, that, and the other. But beside the point, bad snap. Then there was a second down. We had a good drive going. And Skura decides to bad, bad snap it. And we lost 16 yards when we had the punt. So, you know, obviously he came to Twitter and was sorry about his performance and all that. And also another reason why he was playing, you know, he had some bad snaps. Also, he has a cut on his thumb, which I thought to myself, you know, Skura can play guard. He can play guard. And Bradley Bozen, who is the left guard, starting left guard, could play center. 
just to switch it up because this way it doesn't put pressure on that cut of Skura's on his thumb and Bozeman can snap the ball cleanly. Which I'm like, okay, because Skura's played guard in recent memory. You know, a couple years back, he started out as a guard and then moved to center. So um, that's what I thought what they should have done. But obviously I'm not part of the team, but that's what I've seen in recent memory. But, you know, like I said, I think looking back at this game, I feel like it, this now has put us in a hole now because if we lose next week against the Titans, which obviously this is getting recorded on November 17th. This is a week before Titans game. So I'm hoping that they win this game because if they lose this game, we might be out of the playoffs right now, out of the playoff picture. So I don't know what's going to happen in regards to that. So, yeah, yeah. And uh, also, too, with the Skura situation, you know, he apologized bad performance, but people were going after his family. Now, you should never go after a man's family, ever. That's just ridiculous. It's over a game. Like, you don't go after a person's family. Like, that's just messed up. Any man, well, actually, if you're, if you're a man and if you let someone go after your family, then you're not a man. Because that's just ridiculous that people would go after somebody like that. Just because of a performance. They went after his wife, too. On, social media because of his bad performances. I don't know. Now, I don't know what was said because I, I didn't really don't want to know what's, what was said, but, but that's just ridiculous. And that's just not fair to him. So I want to close this out with the Ravens and say, I hope that they get some things on track. They need some help right now in regards to getting some players signed because of injuries and all this. And I hope Des Bryant gets an opportunity because we need to use other weapons besides Marquise Brown and Miles Boykin, I feel. I feel like Devin DuVernay would be a great weapon to use as well as Des Bryant. So I really hope they can change some things and make sure that, you know, everything will click later in the season and hopefully in the playoffs, which I think we will make. It's just right now we're just trying to find some ground, common ground, find an identity. We're still struggling to find that. I feel like Lamar with his passing has gotten a lot better. So maybe we can, you know, throw the ball a little bit more, which, which obviously hopefully we do. And he's been proven that he can throw the ball. People call him a running back and this, that, and this, all that BS. And hopefully they can let him throw and he can show off his talent. But with that being said, I'm going to end this episode here. Uh, really fun episode to talk to you guys about football as one of the football is, um, you know, one of my first loves. I've loved football since I was a very young kid. I played football for 10 years going all the way down to flag football, all the way up to high school. So it's just been a lot of fun to talk to you guys and talk about the passion for football. So, uh, hopefully we'll have another episode like this, uh, later in the season. Once the season, early season's all wrapped up, talk about the playoffs and this, that, and the other. But with that being said, Thank you guys for listening, and I'll catch you guys next time.